everyone. Welcome to Trevor and Anita's podcast. Today we'll be talking about World War One and people with disabilities during that time. We'll be covering about three elements. First, the discrimination against disabled people in the war. Then soldiers being disabled because of the war. And lastly, the effects of being disabled post-war. In 1919, there was a law set by Federation of Great Britain, also known as MFGB, that, quote, demobilized men who are disabled and unable to work in the mine shall be trained for suitable occupations and paid during the training and allowance equal to what they should have earned in or about the mine had they not been disabled. Yes, these rules make a lot of sense. Just because they had a disability shouldn't mean they should be paid less. So this law allowed them to make the same amount of money as people who do not have the disability or a disability. But these laws were never used. The disabled people were sent home or on their own. One big disability was death. When the war broke out, the country got very strict and there were many new laws put in place. They did this by spreading cemeteries throughout the whole entire country. The deaf people did not know about any of these rules, which really cost them a lot. For example, quote, deaf people walking along the road were told to stop by cemeteries, but when they continued to walk, they were shot. So because they, these people were, were deaf, they could, not obviously, they could obviously not hear the cemeteries mean they got shot for good no, no good reason. One major cause of disabilities during World War I was shell shock. This happened to a good amount of soldiers, leaving them unable to walk or talk. One example of this was Wilfred Owen. Wilfred Owen, quote, sat in a wheelchair waiting for dark and shivered in this ghastly suit of gray, legless, suit and short at elbow. So in this case, you can see all that he went through. The soldiers also can get a facial tick where it left one man responding to no word but bomb. Most of the injuries that occurred were caused by small arm fires or sword cuts. There's a lot of evidence including images that display soldiers with a bullet hole where the nose should be trench foot, lost limbs, blasted off jaws, mouths. A lot of these injuries would get treated wrongly by doctors resulting in men not being able to eat or drink. Most soldiers ended up becoming disabled or dead because of many factors stated before. Luckily, if soldiers were able to survive through all of this, they would be able to go home. But the biggest issue with this was that a lot of soldiers feared what their loved ones would think of their parents post-war. Fortunately, Harold Gillis, a New Zealand surgeon, came into the picture and changed people's lives forever. He established the Queen's Hospital in Sidcup in 1917, which was the first hospital dedicated to facial injury treatment. One of Gillis's most successful skin grafting technique was called the tubed pedicle. Through this, Gillis and his team were able to lay the foundation for modern plastic surgery. Through this, his success, he was able to share his knowledge through models, casts, and busts that demonstrated the technique he used during surgery. A lot of soldiers came out thankful for the miracles Gillis had performed, but some stayed unable to present themselves to the world. A quote from a nurse from the Queen Mary's Hospital, Sidcup 1950s, describes how some men went extreme measures to be unseen. 
end quote. Uh, we had two night watchmen, both wounded very badly in World War One. They had gone through facial reconstructive procedures after the war, but the price they paid for their country was unbelievable. Uh, they were so disfigured, only night work was possible, and they never looked us in the face. But we, the nurses, began to feel comfortable with them, fed them a sandwich and a cup of tea on a cold night. Stan, the one I knew best, told me he had never had a family, never been to a dance, never enjoyed a girlfriend even before the, the war. Since Gillis understood that the disabled men were put at a disadvantage in the job industry, he provided introduction training schemes to give the men interest in new skills. Because of his passion for helping disfigured men become normal in appearance, it was seen as revolutionary, and that's why uh, he was called Gillis, uh, the father of plastic surgery. To this day, Gillis's work is used in modern plastic slash cosmetic surgery. Overall, the effects of World War I impacted all, including those with pre-existing disabilities and those who gained them through the war. Although deaf and other disabled people were sometimes left out of the picture when it came to World War I, they still had a huge impact on the war. Through the war came advancements in the medical field, Harold Gillis being the prime example of how beneficial and influential that time period was to all of us.